You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Breaking news alert. Burke and Miz talk off-season signings. Please call the police if you see anyone suspicious not listening to this podcast. The news just keeps rolling in. We got more news to talk about today. The first line of business is the Patriots and Broncos game got pushed to Monday night instead of their Sunday slot, the Sunday evening slot they were supposed to uh, play at, which is fine. I'm fine with that. I like the double headers on Monday. It's a lot more fun. Uh, I wish they would just get rid of the Thursday night games and go to uh, the double headers on Monday. But, you know, some Patriots players tested positive. If everything goes according to plan and they test negative the rest of the way out, it's going to be Monday. And I have confidence because really the Patriots have been testing negative the last couple days, so I don't see a, a sudden outbreak happening Unlike the Tennessee Titans, which goes into my next line of news, it kind of segues right into the Tennessee Titans. Apparently, after they were told to stay away from the facilities, they didn't. They didn't listen. They were like uh, five-year-old kids when you tell them that, you know, they can't pour their own milk. They spilt it all over the floor, and that's what the Titans did with their COVID. They spilt their COVID all over the floor, and everyone else got infected. They've tested positive again, and... You know, it's really unfortunate, especially, like I said, they they tried to practice at other facilities outside of their uh, the one in Nashville, their home headquarters, and now since they can't go a day without anyone testing positive, their game this week is in doubt. It's pushed to Tuesday. They're hoping to do it on Tuesday, but that's if they have negatives from you know, here on out. And I don't trust that they will just because it's been, you know, you can't, can't keep fooling me about it. They've had one day where everyone tested negative ever since then they've had, you know, two to three people testing positive. And so I really think this game's not going to happen. I wish it was going to happen because it, it would have been a great game, you know, the bills and the Titans, but you know, with how serious the Titans seem to be taking it, I just feel like that's asking for a lot so we'll see. Keep our fingers crossed, and let's hope uh, everyone has a quick recovery over on the, you know, over in Nashville. Kyle Allen is going to be the starting quarterback. They they benched Dwayne Haskins, and not only did they bench him, but he's not even going to suit up anymore. Alex Smith is going to take over the backup duties. So Dwayne Haskins is gone like the wind, and it's unfortunate because I felt like he was set up for failure. Washington had some tough games, and, you know, he didn't play horribly. He, he didn't play amazing, but um, there's definitely a lot of quarterbacks that played worse. And now, you know, we're going to see what Kyle Allen has. And Dwayne Haskins isn't Ron, Rivera, Ron Rivera's guy. So I, you know, he doesn't have any loyalty towards him. So this is bad news for Haskins. I don't think that he comes back with the Redskins. I think they, they bury him on the depth chart the rest of the way. And 
they, they try to unload him in the offseason. And I, I agree Dwayne Haskins needs more work, but, again, he hasn't looked that much more horrible than other quarterbacks that, you know, are have starting jobs, mainly, you know, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones. Uh, I would say that they've looked worse than Haskins, and, you know, they're, they're still the quarterback. So, uh, I, again, I just feel like you've set up for failure in this whole situation. But enough news. Let's get on to the previews. That's uh, the part that I like to talk about. So here we go. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man, I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview, starting now. Alright, our first game on the Sunday afternoon games is the Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are favored to win by 8 points. That's that's a lot of points, but San Francisco's at home and I, you know, looking at this matchup, the 49ers are really good at defending what the Dolphins do well. So, I'm taking the 49ers. I think they cover the points. I'm starting Jimmy Garoppolo. He has a great matchup against the Dolphins. He's supposed to play and I get that the Niners like to run the ball a lot, but I think this is one of those good games that Jimmy Garoppolo has. You know, there, there are a couple every uh, every year that he has based off of good matchups, and I feel like this will be one of them. So I definitely feel like he's a starting option. If, if he's on you know, the waiver wire and you need to stream him, he'd be a good streaming option. If you have, you know, you want to pivot from the Titans game or the Bills game where you're thinking maybe he's... Uh, you know, they're not going to play the game, then, hey, Garoppolo might be a good option. He definitely would should be available in most leagues. Jarek McKinnon, Raheem Mostert, uh, I have both of them starting. You need to start both of them. They'll, uh, whoever plays, you know, if Mostert plays, you need to start him for sure. And I think even if he does play, McKinnon's a good starting option as well. So put them both in the starting lineup. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, I feel like they're the same receiver. My only caveat to this is the 49ers don't pass a lot, even though the Dolphins give up a lot of passing yards. And they give up a lot of yards to receivers. I just feel like it's too good to be true. I feel like there's room for both of them to have good games. I'm putting them both in my starting lineup. And, of course, I'm putting George Kittle in my starting lineup as well. Uh, But he has a bad matchup. Dolphins do pretty well against the tight end position, but George Kittle is an anomaly at that position, and you're starting him always. We don't need to discuss it. We're sitting Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was my darling last week, and even though he was a top 12 QB, he kind of let me down. I, I was, I had visions of grandeur and uh, victory and everything else, but uh, didn't happen. And now he's on, you know, now I'm sitting him this week because it's a really bad matchup. Miles Gaskins, you know, he could, he doesn't do a lot 
on good matchups all the time, and this is a bad matchup, so he's on your bench. Devontae Parker, Isaiah Ford, Preston Williams, Mike Kosicki, basically any receiver. I If I was going to start one, I'd start Devontae Parker. But all the way around, I just I wouldn't expect big numbers from any of these receivers. Um, if, if you do start Devontae Parker, just know that he's going to be limited because these, this 49er defense is really good at stopping the pass. And those you know wide receivers, tight ends, they, they shut him down pretty well. So, uh, you know, you don't really need to have a lot of knowledge to know that the 49ers defense is good. And, you know, a team like the Dolphins coming in, probably you're not going to get a lot of fantasy production from. This next game is the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. And the Cowboys are favored by nine and a half points. That's almost 10 points. You know, this is a division game, a rivalry. I'm going with the Giants. Give me the nine and a half points. I just feel like the Giants have a pretty decent defense. Dak Prescott went into a three-week span of playing really bad defenses. And I feel like the this game's going to be close, mostly because the Dallas defense isn't very good. So this is going to keep the Giants in it. This might be the first game where we actually see some production from that Giants offense. So I'm, I'm going with the Giants, getting the points. And I'm starting Daniel Jones. For sure. I'm starting basically any giant against this Cowboys defense. The Cowboys defense is awful. It's more like a wet paper towel defense. I don't see them stopping the Giants even. So Daniel Jones, I think he's a great streaming option. You can pick him up this week. You can plug him in there. You might have, you know, might see some good things. And, you know, I've said it every single podcast. I expect big things from Daniel Jones this year. I knew he was going to start off really badly. Uh, Just the schedule was brutal. And now I think you're going to start seeing the real Daniel Jones. So we'll see if it's right. But I think it starts with the uh, matchup against the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, you're starting him always. He gets 500 yards passing a game, five touchdowns. You know, he might throw an interception or two, but no-brainer. Devontae Freeman, this is my first time starting him, or I feel like he's a startable option. I think this is going to be the game where they actually utilize him and he's effective. So if you picked him up on uh, waivers after the uh, Charles, or Charles, Saquon Barkley uh, injury, this is where it can start paying dividends for you. This is the matchup that you, you know, need to, to play him on, and I think he will do some good things. So... You know, I have Wayne Gallman on there, too, just because they have been splitting carries and targets a, a little bit this last week. So, you know, I feel like one of them is going to go off, and both of them have such a great matchup that you need to consider putting both of them in your lineup. Ezekiel Elliott, you're putting in. It's against the Giants. I feel like the Giants do better against the pass than they do the rush. So this can open things up for Ezekiel Elliott for him to really control this game. And uh, that's why I feel like it's going to be lower scoring for a Cowboys team than it usually is because I I feel like there's going to be a lot of running in this game between uh, Gallman, Freeman, and and Elliott. So definitely starting Elliott. Cooper, you're starting Cooper. He's been so consistent. You know, he's getting, you know, 100 yards a game. He got a touchdown last week. I feel like he keeps it up this week and, and gets 100 yards and 
maybe a touchdown. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, you're starting him. Starting Michael Gallup, uh, and you're starting all these receivers knowing that one's going to be phased out. Uh, Gallup still gets enough opportunities to produce. It's only uh, if he's able to connect with Dak. And I think he, I think he will. So um, this is a good game for Michael Gallup to be starting. Darius Slayton, he definitely is a start. Cowboys secondary is just horrid. And I know after you know the first week he did pretty well and then disappeared. This is where he kind of comes back to life. Darius Slayton's a really good start. You need to play, uh, play him. Excuse me. And Golden Tate is the same way. You need to be playing Golden Tate. He, I liked what uh, Beckham and Landry did to the Cowboys last week. And although I'm not going to say Slayton's Beckham or Tate is Landry, I feel like they you know, can definitely make a difference on your fantasy football roster if they're on, you know, on, in the starting lineup. Evan Ingram, this is my make-or-break game for Evan Ingram. He's been horrid this year. They haven't had a great connection with Daniel Jones. And... I'm thinking Evan Ingram is going to explode in this game. This is his uh, breaking out party. Again, Giants had a tough schedule. This opens it up a little bit. Cowboys are not good against the tight end. Evan Ingram, if he doesn't produce here, I don't know that he does. So, uh, yeah, this is like his judgment day. Let's uh, Let's hope he passes. In regards to my sits, I have Dalton Schultz. Unfortunately, I like Dalton Schultz. Everyone's saying to play him, but Giants do all right against the tight end position. They they give up yards to the receiver, so I don't think this is the game that Dalton Schultz gets that touchdown that you need. And really, all tight ends are pretty much touchdown dependent. Uh, you, you're going to go for those targets and yards because that gives them more opportunities, but I'm just not seeing it this week with Dalton Schultz being a, a good starting option for your fantasy football team. This next game is going to be the Indianapolis Colts at the Cleveland Browns. The Colts are favored by two and a half, and I like that. That's actually really good spread. That's about where I, I think it will be. Colts win by a field goal, and so I'm taking the Colts, giving up the 2.5 points, and I, I'm i not liking this game from a fantasy football perspective. But if you're going to start anyone, Phillip Rivers, the the Browns do really badly against the quarterback position. Phillip Rivers is a shell of of his former self, but he definitely has some weapons around him, so this could be a a big game for Phillip Rivers. He's definitely top 12 this week, so you should be starting him. Kareem Hunt, he, he doesn't have a good matchup. Colts defense is really good, and this is why I think it's going to be a low scoring game, because this... You know, the Colts can stop you from scoring, and they're good at stopping almost all the positions. So, uh, Cream Hunt, I have him on here just because now with Nick Chubb hurt, he's going to get a larger volume, and just, yeah, he's going to have a good day. Just, just that volume's going to carry him no matter how good the, the Colts defense is. I have Naheem Hines on there just because the Browns aren't really good at defending the pass from. I guess the pass-catching running backs, they're they're one of the top five worst teams. So I think that opens the door open for Naheem Hines to have a really good game. 
So you definitely can start him with some confidence. And that's the only running back on the Colts you should be able to start with any confidence. Zach Pascal, I love him. I really like him a lot. I think he has a great game. I thought he showed well last week. You know, he I, he was the main target for Phillip Rivers, and I think that continues. So for this time, I think he scores some touchdowns. And so uh, Zach Pascal definitely a, a good play that you can throw in there. I have T.Y. Hilton because the Browns can't defend the slot, and T.Y. Hilton does a lot of his damage in the slot. But I'm worried about T.Y. Hilton to the point where he's almost a drop option. We'll see. This is his last, you know, this is his last go-around. It's kind of like Evan Ingram, his judgment day. If he can't produce here in this moment with this matchup, he's not going to produce for your team. So uh, give him a go. Actually put him in your starting lineup. That's how strongly I feel about the matchup. And, you know, if he, if he can't pull through, then you need to drop him. Mo Ali Cox, really like him a lot. He's one of my top options this week at tight end. I just think he's going to be a beast, and the Browns won't be able to contain him. Uh, Sitting-wise, Baker Mayfield, you know, not – I'm always sitting Baker Mayfield. I don't think he should be on any rosters for fantasy. Even against a matchup like the Cowboys, they were just so run-dependent that uh, the really – Baker Mayfield's really not making a difference fantasy football-wise in the games. He's a sit. Dearness Jackson, he was the big waiver pickup this week. People are excited to have him on their team. They're going to have to wait a little bit, though, because this is a tough matchup, and it's not one that I'm going to throw Ernest Jackson in there with confidence. The only way I'm playing him is if you know I have Singletary or Henry, and I'm worried about that game even being played, and I need to, you know, I need to fill in in a pinch. Uh, Ernest Jackson, hey, if you have to, you have to, but uh, if you don't, don't do it. Jonathan Taylor, same thing, and. Uh, I know that I wasn't high on Jonathan Taylor from the beginning of the season. Even when Mac was hurt and he was coming in, still wasn't necessarily high on him. And so far he's proven me right. He hasn't been anything special. He hasn't had those big games. And this is a bad matchup, so I don't expect him to do anything against the Cleveland Browns. So I would safely put him on my bench at this point. Juice Landry, Odell Beckham, they had great weeks last week. They need to be safely on your bench. Colts do well against that receiver position. And as much as Cleveland passes the ball, I I don't see a lot of opportunity for either one. And that includes Austin Hooper. I think Austin Hooper has a really horrible week and is not even usable in this matchup. So there you go. We'll see if uh, that's the way it goes. But uh, I definitely expect a lower scoring game than what people might think. Now on to the Sunday night game. This is the Sunday night special that uh, I'm excited to watch. It's the Seattle Seahawks at home hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Seattle Seahawks are favored by seven points, and I definitely think Seattle wins by more than, I think they win by more than seven. So you're taking Seattle, giving up the points. Uh, Having said that, I still think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Minnesota's going to have to be playing catch-up, so they're going to be in passing mode, trying to keep up with how many points the Seahawks score. Both defenses are pretty bad, so this can. I think this is a, a higher scoring game than what people are going to think. So it should be fun for Sunday night. In regards to who I'm sitting and who I'm starting, 
starting Russell Wilson. I'm starting Russell Wilson because, you know, he doesn't have a great matchup. Vikings do decent against the quarterback position, but Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. He's an MVP candidate. You know, you don't need to have a discussion about benching him ever. He's in there. Same with Dalvin Cook from the running back position. It doesn't matter who he plays. He'll get 80 to 120 yards and a touchdown. You know, it's like clockwork. You know, put Dalvin Cook in, boom, you got 80 to 120 yards and a touchdown. Just, And sometimes you get more than that, and that's just a bonus. So this is a bad matchup for Dalvin Cook, but you're not benching him ever. Kirk Cousins, this can be Kirk Cousins' magic game. He's not had the greatest season, but, you know, with Seattle's past defense, I expect big things from Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to just have an amazing game. And so if he's going to have an amazing game, I think the beneficiaries to that are Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson a little more so. He's just been on fire these last couple weeks. And, you know, last week wasn't even a great matchup for him, and he still got 100 yards. So I think he's going to feast in this one, and he needs to be in your starting lineups all the way around. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they always need to be there. Russell Wilson is going to throw to one of them consistently. You don't know which one it is. Sometimes it could be both. They just both need to be in there. And then when you're talking about sits, Kyle Rudolph and Greg Olson, they're the two old men. Uh, they can be benched because the both of these teams do decent against defending the tight end position, and they're both not dynamic enough to feel like they're matchup proof. So there you go. Take Seattle. Give up the seven points. I think they'll cover it. And... It'll be an exciting game. Can't wait. Let's get to the first Monday night game. The the one that was moved from Sunday. And that is the Denver Broncos at New England Patriots. Patriots are favored by 11.5. And, and that's just insane to me. I'm sure it's probably going to go down by the time the game starts. But I'm taking the Denver Broncos because... He, I don't think Rippon or uh, Driscoll are any worse than Hoyer and Stidham. So although I think New England wins because they're at home, I don't think they're going to win by that much. Both offenses are going to struggle, and it's going to be a a slog fest. It's going to be like walking through the swamp. (laughs) That's how I, you know, or playing through the swamp, I should say. Just uh, I'm not that excited about this game and I don't really have a lot of starts in this one Uh, you're starting Tim Patrick New England's giving up some yards to the receiver so Tim Patrick Jerry Judy playing them and I'm pretty confident in them I think Tim Patrick has a pretty good game Uh, Nikhil Harry Julian Edelman Demir Bird I think they can have good games Broncos give up a ton of yards their cornerbacks position is decimated they're playing a bunch of rookies That bodes well for all three of those guys, so I'd be starting them against this Denver defense. And I'm sitting everybody else, basically. The quarterbacks, Philip Lindsay, Gordon, Damian Harris had a great game last week. Should be on people's rosters this week, but shouldn't be started this week. You need him on your roster for future matchups, not this one. And same with Rex Burkhead, James White, uh, Ryan Izzo, Albert Agwugbinum. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, he has a connection with Drew Locke, so that could be, you know, in the future, 
that could be you know a magical thing, but he doesn't have experience with uh, Ripon in Driscoll. So anyway, uh, it's not a lot to talk about. I think it's a low-scoring game that's really boring and not a lot of action. And it's you know sometimes I can watch defensive battles and be excited about it when it's good defense. I think this is going to be more of the case that the offenses are so bad that it's making the defenses look good. So we'll see. Denver Broncos, New England Patriots. Uh, it's Monday night, so what else are you going to do? We're all going to watch it, unfortunately. And the true Monday night game that's going to be happening is the Los Angeles Chargers at New Orleans Saints. Saints are favored by 7.5. I think that they cover that. I think this is going to be a great game for the Saints. Starting-wise, Drew Brees, Justin Herbert, I think they're both in line for good games. Drew Brees especially. Alvin Kamara doesn't have a great matchup, but it's Alvin Kamara. He's, you know, he's lightning in a bottle, so you're playing him for sure. Traquan Smith, I think he has a great matchup this week. And, you know, Michael Thomas might play. He might not. And, obviously, if Michael Thomas is playing, you're going to put him in your lineup because he's Michael Thomas. And he's came back from injury before and done amazing where he's had, like, two touchdowns. and So he's not a guy that you wait to see how he plays after injury. You just put him in. But Traquan Smith can, you know, he had two touchdowns last week. He's in line to have a, a, a great game on Monday night, and you just need to ride with Traquan Smith. He's actually taking over that number two receiver role from Emmanuel Sanders, who has been disappointing so far this year. Uh, Hunter Henry, really great matchup. You're playing Hunter Henry. Could actually be one of the top tight ends this week. And then, you know, whoever plays tight end. If Jared Cook comes back, it's looking like he might come back for this one. That's great. You can play him because he has a great matchup. And if not, you know, Josh Hill, Adam Troutman, Taysom Hill, I don't know. Put one of those guys in there, and uh, they they could have the, the good game that Jared Cook's missing out on in that case. Uh, sorry, Jared Cook, you have a good matchup. You're on the bench. We'll, we'll take over from here and uh, have fantasy glory for this week. So you're sitting Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson. They don't have really good matchups. I'm... I think Kelly gets the majority of the carries and receptions in this one. and But I don't think they're significant. I don't think he's a top 20 running back this week. And then we talked about Emmanuel Sanders. He's on your bench. And then all Charger receivers. Keenan Allen is a good bench this week. And I hate doing that because I like watching Keenan Allen play. But, uh, you know, Mike Williams, if he ever comes back, he would be a bench whoever else was playing receiver, uh, Guyton, Joe Reed, any of those guys. So, sorry, choking on my own spit as I'm talking. Um, but, yeah, taking the Saints, 7.5. Yay! So, really quick, we'll preview the Thursday night game. And, you know, it was a low-scoring game, just kind of how we predicted it. You know, we said to sit Tom Brady and to sit Nick Foles, and that seemed to be the case. I mean, Brady had 253 yards and a touchdown, and Nick Foles had 243 and a touchdown and an interception. So, 
you know, you get one touchdown, it's uh, definitely not start worthy. You're not making the top 12. So good calls in, in that regard for sure. And David Montgomery, I really wanted to talk about David Montgomery because I said that he was a sit. I just didn't see him getting a lot of yards in this one. And he didn't. He rushed the ball 10 times for 29 yards. Uh, you know, he got seven passes for 30 yards. I mean, that's like four yards of reception. That's just, you know, four yards of reception, basically. And I just don't know what to say about that. Because you look at both th- both stats and you're like, man, that's a horrible day. But he was able to get a touchdown. And, you know, we're not able to predict touchdowns. And, and the fact that David Montgomery got a touchdown made his day actually not so bad. He uh, got over 10 points, which from a flex position, that's kind of what you want. So he, he barely passed the test. And that's the thing about David Montgomery is he barely passes the test. He'll get 20 yards rushing, 30 yards rushing. But uh, we'll do something like, you know, score a touchdown or two, and then all of a sudden, look at He's fantasy relevant. Uh, I can't figure it out. But uh, it's kind of like a win, you know. If you get fantasy points ugly, it doesn't matter how you do it. You, you get them, right? Uh, Corderell Patterson, I said, would be a decent start this game, and I was close on that. Uh, it's, I'm chucking off as to a fail, ultimately, though, because he had three receptions for 38 yards. And it's really ironic because Patterson had that run that was down to like the one yard line, and then Montgomery ran it in for the touchdown. And it's like, man, that was Patterson's touchdown. You know, I told everyone that he'd be a good start, and if if that happened, that would have been a decent play. He would have he would have scored more points than uh, Montgomery if with that touchdown, but it didn't happen. So it is what it is. Jimmy Graham had a decent day because he scored a touchdown. So. He had three catches for 33 yards, just a tad under 10 points, and and for the tight end position, you know, that's not too bad. Um, Anthony Miller, man, the 28 yards, he's just horrid. He remains horrid. Definitely not. uh, He doesn't need to be on a fantasy football roster right now at this point. Buccaneers side, you know, we mentioned Tom Brady. Ronald Jones, I said to to sit him. And he had 100 yards, and more impressively, he had, you know, 19 more yards receiving. So that's a good 12-point day for Ronald Jones without scoring any touchdowns. I'll take that any day of the week. So good showing by Ronald Jones. He's he's actually starting to show some consistency. And if you're a Ronald Jones owner, then you, you got to like what you're seeing right now. So... Gronkowski got 52 yards receiving. Brait, 44 yards receiving. I said that uh, I liked Brait better than Gronkowski. They both kind of canceled each other out. You put those together, the eight receptions for 96 yards, that would have been a good day for one tight end. They just broke that up into two tight ends. So, you know, they they were eating from each other, basically. Uh, Mike Evans had a touchdown. So five receptions, 41 yards, not a great day. Um, what, 10.1 points in this one? Um, you'd like to see a little bit more with Chris Godwin being out, but I guess what I'm saying is not a bad day. Just wish you had a little bit more from Evans. And that's really about it. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn had his 
you know, made another appearance. People were kind of excited about him. I was really excited about him coming into the season. I think you, you know, he's definitely could be a pickup option for next week. But uh, didn't show out well in this game. He had that fumble early on, and yeah, it's you know, you knew this was going to be kind of a a bad game, and it came down to a, a you know a late field goal for Chicago. Tampa Bay couldn't drive you know down the field. Tom Brady thought it was third down and do a a bad pass and uh, realized that was the game. So uh, that's how it ended. Uh, I picked Tampa Bay to cover the spread. They did not. They didn't cover the 5.5. So what can you do? Uh, I was pretty confident in Tampa Bay's ability to to beat Nick Foles. And, they, you know, Tampa Bay's getting hard to figure out. You know, it's kind of a Jekyll or Hyde team right now. So we'll, we'll see uh, what they do in the future. Here's the fun part of the show. This is where I give out my FanDuel lineup. And if you're paying attention and following along, last week I my picks got into to the money. So I'm excited about that. Got me off the schneid, ready to keep, you know, keep that momentum rolling. And let's get into this week's picks. Did a lot of research on this. Really like this lineup. So let's see uh, how it does, and we'll talk about it next week. But uh, first off, I have Teddy Bridgewater, and no water under the bridge for this one. This was a pretty easy pick. Uh, He's against Atlanta. Atlanta's really horrible against the quarterback position. They're the worst in the league. Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, I think the one thing that was hurting him was his inability to get touchdowns. He did a good job of that last week, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the law of averages with as many opportunities as he has passing the ball around and how many yards he gets, that touchdown production should be going up. And, you know, like I said, the law of averages, that means he's going to get more touchdowns than he should to make up for the ones that he lacked the first couple weeks. And I'm all on board with this one. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a really big game at quarterback. And he's only $7,100, so there's obviously a lot of more expensive options. I I really like that price range for the quarterback position there. My running back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's $7,900. And the Raiders, they're not good at stopping the run, but they're not good at stopping the pass from the running back position. And Edwards-Hilaire does both amazingly. So... I am worried about his touchdowns getting vultured a little bit. So, you know, I I can definitely see a game where he gets a ton of yards and and no touchdowns. But with this matchup, I'm expecting him to break off a couple of big ones. So, you know, uh, outside the red zone. And uh, to make up for the fact that they're not going to use him on the goal line. Um, And at $7,900 with this type of matchup, I just feel like it's it's an ideal matchup that you – you can't pass up at this point. My other running back I have is James Robinson for $6,600. He's playing Houston, and if you've seen any of the Houston games, I've seen all of them. They give up yards to the running back. Everyone's rushed for 100 yards against them. So you need to have James Robinson in there because I feel like he can do the same. He's also can be a receiving threat. Uh, at $6,600, I think that's a steal. He's in my lineup. At wide receiver, I have Robbie Anderson. I like to have that quarterback to a wide receiver connection, and I like Robbie Anderson better than D.J. Moore at this point. 
he knows Matt Rule's offense pretty well, and uh, which is weird. But uh, he's uh, looked like more of the number one receiver than DJ Moore has, and he's scoring the touchdowns. So although the volume, like target volume, is kind of equal between the two, Robbie Anderson's finding the end zone. I think he has a big day against the Falcons in their depleted secondary. $6,200 is a bargain for me, so I'm putting him in there. Darius Slayton is my third receiver. Uh, they're playing the Cowboys, who are equally as bad as the Falcons at stopping the pass. Darius Slayton's due to have a big game. He had a good first week. I, I feel like that continues. $5,800, that's just ba- you know bargain bin shopping right now. And for a player of Darius Slayton's caliber with this matchup, I, I feel like it would be a crime not to put him in there. My third receiver is DeAndre Hopkins. He's expensive at $8,700, and it's not necessarily a great matchup. I mean, it's a ho-hum matchup in regards to the Jets' ability to defend the receiver, but it's DeAndre Hopkins, and he gets like 16 targets a game. I'm I'm not keeping him out of my lineup. That's a lot of opportunities to do a lot of great things, so um, I need a player like that in there that I know is going to get get those targets. At tight end, he's $6,000, plays for the Rams, Tyler Higby. Redskins are horrible at defending the tight end position. Higby had the one game where he had three touchdowns. I almost put him in there, and I didn't, and I kicked myself. I'm not making that mistake again. But on top of that, you know, there is some risk involved in this. You know, it could go to Gerald Everett, and he could maybe get the glory from Higby. But I just like this matchup better than all the other matchups that we can have so Tyler Higby's my guy I'm putting him in there at the flex position I have Todd Gurley and he had a great game last week scored two touchdowns and no I'm not saying that I expect that from Todd Gurley every week but he's playing Carolina Carolina is the worst rushing defense in the NFL and I think that just sets up Todd Gurley to have a pretty big game on the ground and I think he gets another couple touchdowns at that point, after Gurley does his thing this week, you can get rid of him. But uh, hang on to him for this week because this could be a very big week. And then staying with the Los Angeles Rams theme, I kept their defense against Washington. I, you know, Kyle Allen hasn't played a live football game for a while. I think the Rams do a pretty good job of containing him, especially with that pass rush. Kyle Allen is going to get eaten alive if he passes and with that defensive line of the Rams. And, yeah, I just feel like uh, he is prone for some turnovers as well. So those are my picks, and we will see what happens. But I'm hoping that you make those picks too because I really think it will uh, put you guys all in the money. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. This is the part of the show that I think is just kind of fun. I I try to pick the top three players at each position for the week, hence the, you know, the stars of the week. And it's a fool's task. You know, trying to pick those top three is really difficult. I did all right last week. You know, I had two of the three tight ends. You know, my three quarterbacks, I did pick one of the quarterbacks. The other two were at least in the top nine. But uh, overall, it's it's 
it's a tough go, but uh, it's a lot of fun, and I, you know, I'm looking to nail one of these, and I'm, I'm doing all right at this so far. So, stars at the, of the week at QB, my number three QB is Drew Brees versus the Chargers. He's just destined to have a really good game against this Chargers pass defense. I like Traquan Smith. I like Michael Thomas if he plays. Uh, Alvin Kamara as well. So Drew Brees is definitely, I think, in the top three this week. Uh, my number two star of the week, we've already talked about this at length, but Teddy Bridgewater, my water under the bridge pick. Uh, I, I know it's a bad joke, and I'll probably keep making it, but uh, he's at the Atlanta Falcons. Doesn't get a better matchup than this the rest of the way. And, you know, statistics show that his touchdowns are bound to get back to normal with how often he's throwing the ball and how many yards he's getting. And I think that starts this week against the Falcons. And, yeah, I was close to putting him at number one. But my number one person is Deshaun Watson. A lot of turmoil in Houston this week. Head coach gets fired. Romeo Cornell is the head coach now, and I just think they really unleashed Deshaun Watson this week. He gets a lot of passing yards. He runs all over that defense. I just think it's going to be a big game, and it's uh, yeah, it's going to kind of just be a game where they snub you know snub their noses at uh, Bill O'Brien and say, "See, look at what we can do when you're not around." And uh, the matchup. Shows that he can have a good game as well. So on top of all those things, I just really am looking for that breakout game for Deshaun Watson that we haven't seen yet. And I think it comes this week. Moving on to running back. Number three, I have James Robinson. And we talked about him as well. Houston gives up so many rushing yards to everybody. And James Robinson has the talent to do that. And he's going to be the next in line. So he's my number three. I went with just history of the of Houston and how well James Robinson has been playing this week or this year. Ezekiel Elliott is my number two against the Giants. And it's just because Ezekiel Elliott's an amazing running back. And this game I can see with, uh, you know, the Giants being able to score on the Cowboys. The one weakness is, you know, the, the rushing defense. And so I feel like they're going to try to utilize Ezekiel Elliott to keep their defense off the field and, and milk up some of that clock so they don't have to uh, play a catch-up game like they've had for most of this year. So he's my number two. And my number one is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire against the Raiders. Catching the ball, running the ball. He's going to run all over this Raiders defense. Going to catch the ball all over this Raiders defense. I think he scores some touchdowns as well which is outside the norm a little bit. And I'm just excited about this matchup that he has. So I'm starting him with a lot of confidence, and I think he has a great game. My number three receiver is Robbie Anderson. We talked about that as well. I just think he's a great receiver for the Panthers. He's kind of taken over that wide receiver one role from DJ Moore. The big issue is he's just scoring more touchdowns than DJ Moore. So... Robbie Anderson all the way, and, uh, you know, that Bridgewater-Anderson connection is going to be in full force this week. Justin Jefferson is my second receiver. I just think he annihilates the Seahawks secondary. He's going to be rushing all over, or I should say, he's going to be dominating all over the secondary. He's going to be catching, uh, he's going to have like 10 targets, 
And uh, I, I know Thielen is there. I think Thielen does all right as well. But I just think that Jefferson's a better playmaker, and he's going to just have a great week. And that leaves my number one. My number one is DeAndre Hopkins against the Jets. 15 targets against, you know, he's an elite receiver. Uh, I think that equals number one ranking any day of the week. And, you know, at least it's a good guesstimate in regards to how many targets he's getting. So he's my number one receiver for this week, and we'll see if that happens. At tight end, talked about a couple of these guys as well. I have Mo Alley Cox at Cleveland. I like Mo Alley Cox a lot. He definitely can catch the ball better than Jack Doyle can, and uh, Cleveland's horrible at defending the tight end position. And Mo Alley Cox is just so big, anyways, that I don't think they'll, you know, I just don't think they'll be able to defend him. It'll be like a giant going through the forest, smashing down trees. That'll be Mo Alley Cox going, you know, down the field with the the football in his hands this week. Eric Ebron is my number two star of the week against the Eagles. I, you know, Eagles are horrible at defending the tight end position. We've talked about it on this podcast quite a bit. Eric Ebron is, I think, going to have a huge game. Their Eagles are, are they're average against defending the receivers, and you know they're right in the middle. So though Deontay Johnson could have a big game and. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster could have a big game. I just really think that they're going to utilize Eric Ebron this week and take advantage of that uh, mismatch. My number one is Tyler Higby. I think he has another huge game. Not a three-touchdown game, but I can see a one- or two-touchdown game against this Washington defense. It's You know, Washington's defense is pretty good, actually. They have a pretty strong defense, but they definitely give up points to the tight end, and I think... You know, they're going to isolate Woods and Cup a little bit, and that's going to open it up for Higby to have a big day. So he's my number one star. We'll see how I do. I'm excited about it. Uh, And, yeah, we'll be back to revisit it at, uh, you know, next week. That concludes our show today. Hopefully it was more enjoyable than the upcoming Broncos-Patriots game is going to be. And you're listening to the Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Ms. Montalban, M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N. You can uh, please leave a comment and rate us. Give us five stars, four stars, however many stars you want to give us. We'd really appreciate it. Those stars go a long way. And, yeah, that's it's the end of uh, talking about week five. Now all we have to do is sit down and watch it. Hope you uh, everything that we've talked about brings you victory this week. You win some money on top of that. Make it even a better week. And we'll be back next week to uh, do a recap. So thanks for joining us. Have a good night. <laughs>